Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello and welcome to our first podcast of 2019. This podcast is called Tailored to Perfection and it's for people who have an intermediate or advanced level of English and it's uh, to practice listening. Today I'll be talking to my brother, Rob, about his life as a camera operator. Rob has travelled all over the world doing camera work and he's worked with all different types of animals and all different people and things like that. So when you go to that page, taylorschool.es-podcasts, you can type in the name of this podcast, which I think is called Rob Taylor Camera Operator. And you can, uh, you can if you just type in Rob, for example, or Camera, and you can find the podcast and then you can find the, uh, the list of words. So, um, that's all. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hello, how are you doing? Very well, and you? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on the program. No worries, thanks for having me. So, uh, well, let's get started. So, could you describe your job to us, please? Um, I'm a camera person for TV programmes, basically. So, right. that involves various different things, sometimes doing lighting, sometimes, all the time, using a camera. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sometimes gets called director of photography as a bit of a posher Yeah, name a more formal the... name, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. DP, you sometimes yeah, say, don't you? Yeah, DOP, yeah. DOP, director Either. of photography. Yes, uh-huh. or DP in some places. But that means, like, making films, you don't really do stills photography, do you, like, with a camera camera? Not a lot. So I do bits, but, like, yeah. not... Mainly I do Mainly video. television Mm-hmm. Uh, camera work, yeah. Good. Can you tell us about some of the places that you've worked? Yeah, um, I've been pretty lucky that I've got to travel a lot um, for work. So I've got all, o- I mean, really all over the world, something like, I think, n- nearly 70 countries. Wow, you've worked in 70 countries? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... I knew it was lots of countries, but uh, it might be sixty-five or seventy. Wow, yeah, it's nearly, crazy. Yeah, yeah. What about so? If there's too many countries to mention, what about some of the habitats that you've worked in, like in the environments that you've worked in? Yeah, I do a lot of um, stuff in like remote places. So mm-hmm. whether that's mountains or deserts or jungles uh-huh. or the polar regions antarctica i've been to and the mm-hmm. arctic circle um so i get to go to some pretty cool places yeah uh-huh. so and you've you sort of specialize a little bit in underwater um camera work as well don't you among other things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what 
underwater animals have you filmed? Uh, I've done lots of things. Last year I did quite a lot of things with sharks. Uh-huh. So I've done um, great hammerhead sharks, bull sharks, nurse sharks, uh, tiger sharks. Great white sharks? Not not really. Not yeah. much. Yeah, I haven't actually done much with great whites. No? no? Didn't you do something in South Africa with great whites or something like that in a cage or something? No. No? Okay. Uh, the um, I've filmed things about great whites, but I've never been in the water in any way with them. Right. So. Because yeah. those are the really dangerous ones, aren't they? Well, they're one of the more dangerous ones. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, is it is it dangerous? Your work? Because if you're just going in the water with sharks all the time, most people will go, "Oh my gosh, that is." Uh, I don't crazy. I don't think it's particularly dangerous if it's done in a sensible way. I don't really think I'm someone who likes to take big risks mm-hmm. and and I don't and I've never really felt very threatened when I've been in the water with any animal or re- really with really yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah so you've worked with sharks all different types of sharks and yeah. where so where you've worked in South Africa Bahamas Bahamas Brazil where else Australia there's a lot of sharks yeah um cool yeah. good and what other animals have you worked with um, crocodile. I mean, for dangerous ones and ones in the water, crocodiles, uh-huh. saltwater crocodiles, and freshwater crocodiles. Was that in Philippines? Yes. So I filmed a program about the biggest crocodile that's ever been measured, uh-huh. um, uh, called Lolong in the southern in the Philippines. And that was dangerous, wasn't it? Well, that was. We were in on the river where so they caught Lolong. There was a crocodile that had been eating people, and so they caught it, and then it was measured for the Guinness Book of Records, and he was the biggest crocodile that had ever been caught and Uh measured. Yeah. Uh, Which was how long? uh, Nearly 21 feet, which is about 7 metres Right, yeah, about seven yeah. meters. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. so, yeah. So uh, pretty long. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was massive. Yeah, yeah, and it was eating adults. Y- y- uh, like yeah, people. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And we were in the cage with it while. Yeah, it, so it was that it was captured. It was captured at in that a zoo point. or in yeah, an enclosure yeah. or something yeah. like that. But then we were also filming in the village where it where Lolong had been caught, and mm-hmm. they reckoned that there were other crocodiles as big. Yeah, still there. Um, so you went to that village, yeah, and you were looking. You were like walking through the the jungle or the swamp. Pretty Was much, it like a swamp yeah. Or it's something? like a, it's called a marsh. A yeah. marsh, yeah. So like a sort of a wetland. Yeah, area. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking for giant crocodiles that eat people. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but that was. I would say that wasn't the most dangerous thing. The main thing there at the time there was. Uh, like a rebel insurgency in that area of the Philippines. So, like, um, yeah, like groups, armed groups of people yeah. fighting against government yeah. forces. Yes, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. And I and we had like armed guards and things just to be there. And for me, I felt like that was a lot more dangerous than any crocodiles. Like, I, I'll yeah. always take a wild animal over a person with a gun and an agenda. Yeah. So you prefer to be looking for crocodiles than dealing with uh, dealing with 
people with guns and yes, things like that. that's what I try to... Yeah. I try not to go to a I think, conflict. I think a lot of people might say, maybe I just won't do either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there's very few animals in... I've filmed a lot of animals that people would would class as dangerous animals, and there's very few of them that I have ever felt in danger with. And, yeah. and most animals... You haven't filmed with tigers and lions and things like that, because they will basically eat you, won't they, I think? I think crocodiles are the ones that will oh, right. eat you. Like, <laughs> okay. saltwater crocodiles are the ones that oh, right. don't care. Yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah, obviously lions and tigers and things are dangerous, but I have wandered around the bush in Africa where there are big cats and there are like other big wildlife and just things. like big house cats, like the ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah. domestic cats, but yeah. just big ones. Yeah, but that's so, basically yeah. what a lion is, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh and yeah, again, you you're always working with local like rangers and local people who know who know how to behave in those in whatever whatever the 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 wildlife is or the or the terrain is they they yeah they know what to do they, they know, know what to, to do safe and, and they like know that. what to do that's stupid and they know what not mm. to do and so they you know they they you learn pretty quickly it's the same with diving with sharks there's people who've done it before and you just listen to them and you watch what they do and then you do the same thing so what should you not do when you're diving with sharks um, like insult them. Yeah, call them names. Name fish. <laughs> Little things like you don't want to be like waving, like waving your fingers around, like ah, right. because then they'll see like smallish. Yeah, like they're not really. Generally speaking, a shark isn't looking to take prey of a, someone as big as a grown person. Yeah, but if they see like five little fingers wiggling around. Yeah, you were bitten by a shark, weren't you? Yeah. The day. Were you wiggling your Yeah, that's exactly around. what I was doing. Right. Yeah, I totally forgot. I was looking at my camera with one hand, and my other hand was just kind of down by my side, and I didn't have gloves on, which I probably should have had gloves on. And, I mean, I should add that I was lying in a pile of nurse sharks, which are... You were lying in a pile of nurse sharks. Like, you mean there were lots of nurse, shark, nurse, nurse sharks around you? Yeah, nurse sharks kind of sit on the bottom, and I was sitting on the bottom with them. Yeah. Um, we were actually filming hammerheads that were coming in in the Bahamas. We, they, the, the hammerheads were swimming around in circles, yeah. but the nurse sharks just hang on the bottom. So I was sitting with them, waiting for the hammerhead to come back. Okay. And so you got overconfident with the yeah, nurse sharks. Yeah, and nurse sharks, they're kind of a bit docile, but they can really bite if they need to. I mean, they're, yeah. not, a, they're not a shark that would, like, take a person like you yeah. imagine a shark attack, but they, will, they have got teeth and a strong bite. And yeah. uh, I was just... I just had my hand out by my side. I kind of just was lulled into a false sense of security with them, and uh, one of them took a bite of my fingers and luckily let go but I didn't want to look at my fingers so it it sort of it stuck its I mean I saw the the teeth marks uh, two yeah. or three weeks later and you could see the teeth marks but there was you still had all your fingers yeah you still got all your fingers so yeah it obviously sort of I didn't want to look tried. at my hand though because like it did it it was oh. behind me and I felt it do it and I was like I don't want to see whether I've got any <laughs> fingers left or not 
And then I really quickly just held my hand up in front of my face, and then I had all my still had five fingers. So then I was that would have right. been a bit of a disaster for a cameraman as well. Like you don't have a finger to press the record button <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the camera yeah, anymore. Totally. Yeah. Good. So it's completely safe, guys. You can go swimming with sharks if you don't mind but, getting bitten. But that was bit. my fault. If I hadn't have been waving my hand around, they wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Like if I, you know, that's. Like absolutely, they hadn't done anything till that point, and they didn't mm. do anything after that. So yeah. that was totally my fault. Good. What other animals then? So we've talked about um, crocodiles and sharks. What else? Um, I've seen anacondas, like quite big anaconda snakes. What's that? What's an anaconda? A big snake, massive snake. Does yep. that live in the jungle or something? South America, right? And they uh, in the Amazon. Yeah, uh-huh. and they constricting. They bite, but they're not poisonous. Right. And then they constrict. That means their prey. that they wrap around their yeah. prey and they squash it. Yeah. How how is that like one of those really big ones like uh, yeah that you see in films? Yeah. Like the but I mean the one ones. I yeah they get pretty big. The one I saw I don't know maybe five meters long or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little bit about the the animals that you've worked with and things like that. I mean, you've worked with people as well, yeah, haven't you, on like adventure things, yeah, and things like that. What tell us a little bit about the adventure programs that you've that you've done? I do quite a lot of things where I follow expeditions or adventures, and so I've I've been to Antarctica and filmed with a British man called Richard Parks, who uh-huh. does walks across, well, skiing across Antarctica. He's there right now, actually. Yeah. Um, doing another ski in Antarctica. Um, I've also filmed with an American and British expedition going walking across the Namib, Namib Desert in Namibia, uh-huh. uh, which uh, that was really cool. That I really like. I really like Namibia. It's amazing wildlife and people and uh-huh. terrain. Yeah. Good. And uh, okay, so I'm sure lots of people who are listening will be thinking, "Wow." This is a ridiculous job, and uh, like I've definitely spoken to people, to young people who have said, "Oh wow, I want to do that." Like, how how do you get to do that? So, like, can you tell us a little bit about how you managed it, or some recommendations for people to sort of get into that sort of work? First, it's useful to have like an interest in photography and video stuff so you know that's a bit of a prerequisite but you can also learn that on the job as well um and i just started at the bottom so started being a runner where you make tea and um in a tv company yeah yeah so you just make you know you're delivering things in a van and you're making tea and coffee and getting people food Mm -hmm. and cleaning up after people and that sort of thing and then you just slow, and then there's camera assistant, and then you just slowly work your way up until you're the camera person. Yeah. And um, so you did you you kept moving around to different companies as you worked up, was it? Sort yeah. Of thing, I was playing for different jobs. You didn't sort of stay with one company and no, move not, up within that company, sort of thing. No, not really. And most jobs are freelance, like yeah. so you work for yourself. So you you know even a runner or a camera assistant would probably be freelance nowadays all oh, right you okay. know uh so yeah so yeah freelance is like self-employed yeah isn't it? yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, yeah it just takes it takes a long time but it, it you know it's always was there like to... was there sort of one moment that was like a big break for you because you did work in tv for a while before you got into sort of adventure tv didn't you I think I, I went to live in Asia where there was a company making more things 
for National Geographic and mm-hmm. managed to get in with them and then that's when I started doing yeah. more adventure stuff. Uh-huh. I'd been a camera person before that but not really on adventure things. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when I got into adventure stuff when I went to live there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So what type of person do you have to be to do that sort of work? I think it's you're going to do better at your job if you like the area of work that you're getting into yeah so i do a lot of things in remote places which means often i'm doing things like camping out or i'm walking to the top of mountains or i'm getting wet or like whether that's in the rain or in the sea or on a boat where it's where you might get seasick or something like that Mm -hmm. so if you're someone who doesn't like those things you're probably not going to really enjoy my job yeah um and the same goes for, you know, anything where if you're the kind of person that really, really likes planning something and, and doing a really big lighting setup, then yeah. you might, you know, like... Prefer a, a different type you of You might thing, prefer yeah. to do things Drama where... Things, yeah, yeah, like you might prefer to work on Hollywood mm-hmm. films where... Or commercials, say, where yeah. they do more of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so your sort of work is like not the perfectionist sort of thing. Is it, I mean, you tried to make it... Yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. do you but it's you, not like but you work with the environment around you more I, I like to right? I like to interact with with the personally my kind of style is like I like to interact a lot with the environment so I like to get the camera like in the thick of it yeah. I don't like to sort of into the middle of the action you yeah, mean, yeah, yeah you don't like to have it sort of a Away from the action. Yeah, like I don't like to be on a tripod, like in the dry, while someone else is standing in the rain. Yeah, I'd rather if someone's swimming down a river, I'd rather the camera was in the river, yeah. like swimming down it with them, uh-huh. or like, yeah. or if someone's getting soaking wet, walking through mud in the jungle, I want it to look like I'm yeah. soaking wet, walking yeah. through mud in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, so I get stuck in like that, and I kind of like to get my inspiration from whatever the environment's giving us that day. But some people, you know, prefer to be in a studio keeping their camera clean and, yeah, you know, just with the cat, you know, and that's, they have different skills and like different things to me. Yeah. So good. And what about, so do, do some name dropping. Tell us like who you've worked for, who you've worked with and stuff like that. Um, I've worked. Shall with, I do it for you? I don't know. I've worked <laughs> with Bear Grylls. Uh, doing adventure things with him, swimming with sharks with him. Yeah. Um, who else have I worked with? Well, what, you've worked with the BBC and yeah, ITV, the main UK. Yeah, and then National Ge- National Geographic and Discovery Channel. Uh huh. Film things for Shark Week for Discovery. Yeah, and like yeah, worked Nat with Geo Wild and yeah, all those lots things. of people yeah. all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's time for the quiz. Are you ready for a quiz now, Rob? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start the quiz music. Um, This quiz is all about sea life. Okay. Okay, because you are now an expert in certain types of uh, aquatic life. I'm definitely not an expert, but go on. Question number one is what do walruses use their large tusks for so tusks is like elephants have two tusks and um, 
and walruses. A walrus is a large animal that lives near the sea and swims in the sea. A bit like a seal or a sea lion, but it's... Um, bigger. Bigger, yeah. Um, I have... Do you want me to give you options? Funny knowledge of okay. animals, because... I know loads about the ones I've filmed and not much about the ones I haven't filmed. Shall I give you some options? Yeah, go on, give me an option. Is it okay. scratching? Uh, no. No? There are, there are three options. Hauling themselves out of the water, like pulling themselves out of the water. Yeah. Or digging up clams. Clams is a type of uh, shellfish. Yeah. Or both of those. Both. Yes, very good, very good. Okay, that's one point. Bing! Okay, question number two. A squid has eight tentacles like an octopus. True or false? I don't know. False. False. That's right. I don't yeah. know how many have six. Um, I think they've got like two arms or something like that and then a load of other right. things that hang down <laughs> or something. Guessing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, okay, next question. How many pairs of legs does a crab have? Pairs of legs? Yeah. Or how many legs? They have six legs. Ten no. legs. Ten. Very Ten good. legs. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I'll give you that. Bing! Next question. Eels are snakes. An eel is like a long animal that lives in the water. Yeah. A long one. A bit like a fish, but long. Yeah. Uh, it's a snake. True no, or false? That's not true. No, it's not that's true. true. It's not a snake. Is it a fish? Yeah, it is a fish, isn't it? It's just a long uh, fish. They have live. Oh no! But they aren't they like born out of the water or something? No, no. They have gills. They but they also can breathe. A lot of eels can breathe. Yeah, no, they they're, they're eels, definitely. Haven't yeah, I've filmed yeah. freshwater eels. They yeah. can, they can kind of breathe through their skins. They can survive out of water if they stay wet. Freshwater oh. eels can anyway. Bit like an amphibian, sort of, but they they have gills, right? Okay, yeah. So they are fish. Gills are those things like lungs, like mammals and land animals have lungs <gasps> that we breathe with. But uh, yeah, um, the gills thing, are the things that at the side of your the fish. head, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and they they enable them to get oxygen from water. Think uh, Kevin Costner in uh, in what was it, <laughs> yeah, Waterworld? Next question. Where does a female seahorse lay her eggs? Is that a trick question? No. Do they lay the eggs in the male seahorse? That's right. Very good. Oh, go. Yeah, so it's it they actually the eggs actually hatch inside the male sea in a in, like in a pouch, in like yeah. a pocket. Right. Inside the the male seahorse and then they pop out. Right. Yeah, so it's a bit of a strange creature in that way. And the last question is, the whale shark is the largest fish. What does it eat? It eats plankton. Very good. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, what is plankton? It's like very small, like almost microscopic kind of creatures that fill the sea. And the whale shark just um, swims around with its mouth open and just filters gallons and like gallons and gallons or litres and litres of water every day. Uh Yeah. And siphons and filters out these tiny little, like, tiny little things, and that's all it eats. No, that's wrong. Plankton is the baddie from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> so that was the wrong answer. 
anyway, you got uh, maybe six out of six or something like that, so you I, win. I think I got the crab one wrong. You win. Oh, you got the crab one. No, you got it right the second time. Yeah, does yeah. that count? Yeah, that counts, that counts. So you've won a golden star. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot for coming on the programme. And, um, uh, yeah, see you uh, at dinner time. <laughs> you're going to go and have dinner with mum and dad now. All right, thank you. Okay, what do you think about that? Was it easy? Was it quite easy to understand? quite interesting i think listening to to what rob was saying as you can see we were we were recording that when i was back home in my parents house in yorkshire in england in the north of england okay so um here we've got the list of the difficult words and these are in chronological order in the order that you heard them on the podcast so the first one is cage cage actually before we start remember that you can find these words on our website, taylorschoolees podcasts, so you can see the spelling of the words and things like that. Okay, you can find that there with the along with the audio. Okay, so you can find it there. So anyway, cage the first one. Cage. He was talking about. Well, I think I was talking about a, a cage for going to to swim with um, some dangerous sharks. And uh, so, a ca- and the crocodile also was in a cage. Uh, so a cage is um, it's like a prison uh, for an animal. Usually, uh, you think when you think about a cage, you often think about a, a bird cage. So when people keep birds in their house or around their house, they keep them often in a cage. Also, in the zoo. You might have the cage where the monkeys are or the cage where, I don't know, where the other types of animals are. So it's like a prison with metal metal bars and that's where... Um, and the cage for the sharks is where you actually put the human goes in the cage to protect themselves from the dangerous sharks. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the next one we've got salt water and fresh water. This is quite obvious. Salt water is seawater. And fresh water is the water that you find in rivers and uh, and lakes. It hasn't got any salt. Okay. The next one is uh, swamp or marsh. So it's two words have a similar meaning: a swamp and a marsh. It's basically both of these words are wet areas. Wet is with water on it. So if you imagine. Um, sort of an area that has some plants, some grass, but lots of water in it. So there's, so you can't really walk across it very easily because there's water everywhere, even though there are plants and, and things like that. So a, a swamp and a marsh, they, there might be ducks living in a swamp or a marsh, or there might be, I don't know. So a marsh is more like in the UK, I think, like in, in England, maybe you might find a marsh, but in, in a swamp... Maybe you think more about crocodiles and uh, things like that, like in the south, uh, southern part of America or, or things like that. You might find a swamp, okay? So those are just a swamp and a marsh are wet, 
wetland areas, we call them, wet areas of land. The next one, he says, wiggling, wiggling, wiggling your fingers around. When he was talking about when he got bitten by a shark. So wiggling your fingers is moving your fingers around like maybe um, a worm. A worm wiggles sometimes. So uh, to wiggle just means to move around, to move around. Uh, maybe like when children dance. Sort of like a silly dance might be like a wiggle. Yeah, wiggle around. Anyway, next one. Uh, lulled. This is a, this is a, an expression or a phrase. Lulled into a false sense of security. Okay. So a false sense of security is quite obvious, I think. So you feel safe, but it's, it's a false sense of security. So I think he was talking about when he got bitten by the shark, he had a false sense of security because he felt safe, but he was, so he relaxed and then he wiggled his fingers around. And so he, he had a false sense of security and he got bitten. But the, the interesting word here is he was lulled into a false sense of security. It sort of means... It's like lullaby. A lullaby is sort of when you try to sing a song. It's the name of the type of song that you use to, to relax a baby to, for it to go to sleep or a child. So that's a lullaby. To lull someone into a false sense of security, it sort of means that you, you try to relax people uh, so that they relax and then you can take advantage. So it's almost like the shark's were being behaving in a nice way, but he was lulled into a false sense of security, and they took advantage and they bit his finger. But fortunately, they didn't. Um, they didn't actually eat his finger, so that's good. Anyway, squash, squash. Uh, to squash is like, for example, if you um, if you take uh, a tomato in your between two hands or in your hand, and you and you push on the tomato it goes yeah it squashes yeah or for example if you if you want to take six or seven people in your car which is illegal probably you uh, everybody has to squash in to the car so it's like like putting things like putting pressure on things to make them smaller or squashing things as in like like a tomato or a, I don't know, an, or, uh, an orange or something like that. You squash it, yeah, uh, to make it to make it smaller and to make it uh, into a into a different thing. When you squash a tomato, it's not round anymore; it's flat. Yeah. Uh, the next one: start at the bottom. So this is just an expression that we might use quite often in business or in industries for people who start at, on the basic jobs. So Rob was talking about when he started uh, working, he was uh, doing basic jobs. He was a runner. Um, a runner is somebody who um, just does all the little jobs, makes the tea, goes and gets the things that the important people need to do their jobs. And he, uh, and he would do that sort of thing. He was a runner. And that means starting at the bottom. So the idea is that if you start at the bottom, then you can work up 
to uh, a position of uh, the position that you want to be in. Okay, and then he said something about a big break. You're bit, or maybe I said that. So it was uh, a big break is uh, when you get the big opportunity, your 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 main opportunity. Yeah, so I got my big break when I went on television and everybody saw me or da-da-da-da-da. Or for Rob, he got his big break maybe when he moved to Asia and then he started working on adventure programs. Yeah, big break. The next one, seasick. Seasick is the sickness that you get when with the movement of a boat um, in the sea. Yeah, so sometimes when people go on a boat or something like that, the, the movement makes them, makes their stomach feel bad, so they feel ill, yeah, and they get seasick. Some people get car sick as well, so the movement of the car makes them feel ill, makes them feel sick. Next, uh, in the thick of it. So this is when Rob was talking about um, getting his camera in the water and uh, not just standing back and filming things from a distance really being in the middle of the action and basically yeah it means being in the middle of the action that is in the thick of it in the thick of it next one mud 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 is where you take like dirt like earth soil and you add water and you get mud okay so it's if you imagine a place where a pig lives, they might live with lots of mud around. So there's water, there's soil, and the mixture of that. So, you know, if you have a garden with not much grass in it, with bad quality grass in your garden, and it rains, the garden becomes muddy. Or uh, often if you have like a, a music festival that rains, you have lots, thousands of people all walking uh, in a field, it becomes muddy very, very quickly, yeah? Mud and muddy. Uh, and then we've got a few animals, uh, a walrus, a seahorse, a squid, and a whale shark. So a walrus is like a, it's like a seal. It's a mammal that has two tusks, like an elephant. Uh, it's maybe about like the size of a human, um, maybe a bit bigger. And it's got two tusks, which are like, yeah, like an elephant, the white things um, that an elephant has. And they, yeah, they live next to the water, a mammal, a mammal that lives next to the water. Then we've got a seahorse. Seahorse is, um, it's, it's, a, it's quite a small animal that is, lives in the sea. It's very strange. It, um, it sort of, it has little sort of wings like like a bird almost tiny little wings that help it to fly around and so it looks a little bit like a like a horse because it's got a horse shaped nose and then we've got a squid a squid a squid is a little bit like an octopus um but and if you you probably if you eat calamaris in english we say calamaris for uh, when we eat squid, when it's the the round type of uh, of of squid, when you cut, I I don't exactly know what part of the squid that is, but a calamari is a squid. Yeah, it's a sea creature that has tentacles. Ah, and actually, 
I found that there was a question based on that, and I was actually right about the um, that it's got like two sort of legs, and then it's got more tentacles or something like that. And uh, and then a whale shark is just a, a shark that behaves a little bit like a whale. A whale is that creature that's the biggest creature in the world, and they filter the water to, to get the food that they want. And a whale shark does the same thing. A baddie, uh, we have a goodie and a baddie, okay? When you're watching a, a film, especially like an action film or maybe even a children's film, you have uh, a goodie, which is the hero, and you have a baddie, which is the bad person in the film. And we always call that the baddie, yeah? For example, who are the famous baddies throughout history, like Darth Vader from Star Wars is the baddie. Yeah, he's a classic baddie. Okay, so that's your list. If you can, now you can listen again to the podcast. Also, if you uh, want English classes, if you're in Oviedo or in Asturias, you can come to our school for English classes, or you can have classes on Skype with uh, me or with the other teachers at the school and uh, so do get in touch with us you can find us uh, at our facebook just type in taylor school oviedo into facebook you can send us an email to info 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 at taylorschool.es info at taylorschool.es okay Well, that's all. Okay, take care. Bye.